Welcome to Camp Career. This is Kendra Stanton Lee. I, along with my co-counselor, Ife Olari, are here and we cannot wait to welcome you to camp. That's our first episode. So, welcome to Camp Career, where we offer really great career advice. I mean, sometimes... Okay, but never. Uh, we do, however, keep the candy dish full. So, welcome, camper. We'd like to introduce ourselves as the camp counselors. My name is Kendra Stanton Lee, but let me just turn it to my co-counselor here, who is going to tell us a little bit about himself, his name, where he is from, where he studied. Take it away, Ife. So, uh, my name is uh, Counselor Ife. Ife Oluwani Alaure. I am a Nigerian American, born in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Grew up in Los Angeles. Um, graduated with a bachelor's degree in social work from a small liberal arts school in outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hip uh, hip. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I work in healthcare, uh, recruitment, talent acquisition, uh, focusing on leadership searches and diversity issues. Yes, sir. Have you acquired any talent recently? Um, I have. I have. I'm constantly acquiring talent, um, you know, sitting in on some strategy sessions to make sure that your organization is diverse and inclusive. Um, those are some buzzwords that we like to say now. And yes, yes. And figure out what that means. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm so glad you're here with me, friend. Again, my name is Kendra, and I was a former media professor at the university that Ife attended. And now I'm a freelance writer. I live in Boston with my family, and I still love working with young people. I love helping friends with their resumes. So this is Kismet. Um, We are happy to be pitching our tent uh, here. (laughs) And um, just a little bit of a history. I really bullied Ife into being my friend. I think that's how all of the best friendships begin. You know, he was featured in a video. Do you remember this video that Brandon Roberts filmed? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll have to be specific. Brandon made me a star during college. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I had quite a few, quite a few videos. But yeah, I do remember the one in question. Right. And, and after that, I, what was it called? The walk or it was something simple. Move. Oh, I think it was, it was, yeah, it was move, move Southern. Move Southern. Um, yeah. And yeah, and it was a really yeah. cool concept. Yes, it sure was following you for a year in your life and your IMDB profile just lit up after that. So in keeping with the career uh, theme of our podcast, we, I have it on good authority. Now I wasn't, I wasn't really much of a camper when I was little, but I understand you, Ife, have worked at camp. I loved it, actually. Worked at a summer camp for two summers in Florida. Got to, you know, uh, work with uh, some a great group of young men. Uh, I was a boys camp. I was a boys counselor, so uh, making sure that they did what they needed to do on a day to day basis. Made it to the flag raising, yes, uh, go karting. Uh, a little bit of uh, uh, mentoring. They mentored me mostly, and yep. I learned about their exciting lives. But mm-hmm. no, it was awesome. I was also a camper too, so I, I got both sides of the coin. 
Well, good, because we're going to we're going to rely on your vast catalog of camping knowledge here. So you mentioned flag raising, and I think that's that's how we're going to kick off our information time. While we're raising the flag of Camp Career, let's let's just kind of roundtable it. What's new? What have you been reading? Have you been to any conferences lately? What's the hot podcast to listen to? What's good out in the field? In not that order, um, right now I'm reading a really great book um, written by Mark Kaplan and Mason Donovan. It's called The Inclusion Dividend. Um, and it just really talks about the business case for diversity and inclusion in organizations. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm about, um, about a third of the way through it. And it's a, it's a great read. Um, lots of really good information. It's an easy read too. A lot of these books try to be smart. Mm. Um, I don't think I don't think Mark and Mason were trying to be smart when they wrote this book. They just were putting good information in it, and I think it's going to be a timeless addition to uh, the DNI field. Uh, DNI obviously standing for diversity and inclusion. Um, I don't mm. like to be the acronym guy. <laughs> conferences, no conferences recently, um, but um, I have been able to connect with a pretty solid mentor. Um, in talent acquisition and uh, diversity and inclusion over at Coca-Cola. So uh, I'll save his name for now, but yeah. uh, I'm, learning, I'm learning quite a bit. Good, good, good. Excited. That's what's up. So the Coke headquarters is in Atlanta, but I assume yes. that is this person, are they in Georgia? Or are they out where you are in Sacramento? Oh. They are in Atlanta okay. at the headquarters. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, Atlanta. I always, you know, I always confuse Atlanta and Chocolate City. I can't remember which one <laughs> is like. I don't know if it's the same place or is. That, <laughs> right. Is it? Is it a particular zip code? Right. Yeah. Well, congratulations know. on your mentor, man. That's awesome. And when you find one that's solid, you just you just hold on to them, and gotcha. absolutely suck the marrow out of them. Ability to advise. Yep, that that's there's a lot of marrow sucking going. Whoop, whoop, yep, that's <laughs> happening too. Um, so okay, what about you? Tell me about you. What is what is making you excited? What's uh, what are you reading? What are you uh, how are you occupying your free time when you have it? Sure, Ife, I have a huge flag to raise. It's a happy flag. One of my husband's former mentees, someone he had taught at university, his name is Jeremy Grabner. And I am so proud of that kid because he earned himself a full ride to the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. And um, big camp bugle, uh, you know, toot for that guy. But I take this as a personal credit because did I write him a recommendation letter? I did not. I did not write him the clutch recommendation letter. However, my husband did, and yours truly edited it. So I would like to oh. say, if 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 anybody deserves credit, I think it's the editor of these I, kinds of. I things. would. I mean, if I mean, I I agree one hundred thousand percent. Shout out to Jeremy Grabner, who is probably somewhere in China right now. That's right. I uh, think so. I think you're right. A work walking around being he is so he is a he's a, that's a good guy. Um, I heard he got into a couple other schools too, but um, Harvard is a big deal. Harvard is a good... It's hard to say no to the Crimson Empire. Yes, uh, our sponsor today is not Harvard University, unfortunately. So I mean, (laughs) this episode is brought to you by (laughs) Harvard University, daily reducing the student loans of its qualified students. (laughs) Uh, 
Okay. Well, the next segment in our show will be a kind of an oscillating table. Uh, the the kind of conveyor belt of options include got to do the chores. Am I right at camp? You got to do chores. Yep. Someone's got to clean the toilets. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And we we try to avoid it, but them toilets. They get backed up if they're not clean. <laughs> yeah, and that that's a real hazard in Florida because uh, it's not it's not a cool place. So mm. you know, warm uh... overflowing toilets, <laughs> <It's> humid. <laughs> Listen, that's why you go to camp. You don't you don't go to camp to smell great. You go to camp to experience odors and 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 excite. I mean, I don't think that's the tagline for any camp. Come to camp blank. <laughs> Where you'll have multiple odor. No, I don't think that's how it works. But yeah, no, I think I think this segment, like you said, yeah, it is. You know, it's about chores. But I think I think I li- I like it's either chores or like a craft or activity. So mm-hmm. you know, you know, for instance, you know, I was just thinking, a um, little pro tip for uh, people who are writing resumes or getting ready to put their their name out there. Let's hear um, it. Leave your address off of the resume. I I, mm. I just I just think uh, in two thousand and eighteen. Um, the organizations that are sending um, scarlet letters um, mm-hmm. to let you know that you've been mm-hmm. accepted or declined, mm-hmm. um, those, those, they're, they're few and far in between. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're communicating via email, phone, um, instant messenger, Skype. Uh, we don't need your address. Also think about the fact if you're still printing off paper and, you know, killing trees that uh, if somebody misplaces your resume, now the world not only knows that you are a fantastic people person with a personality, <laughs> um, but you also, we'll talk about that in the future. <laughs> uh, uh, side tangent pro tip, take yeah. off people personal personality. Sidebar. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, leave your address off, a phone number, and an email is, is really all that you're going to need on a resume. little pro tip for uh, people who are writing resumes or getting ready to put their, their name out there. Let's hear um, it. Leave your address off of the resume. I, I, mm. I, just, I just think uh, in 2018, um, the organizations that are sending um, scarlet letters um, mm-hmm. to let you know that you've been mm-hmm. accepted or declined, mm-hmm. um, those, those, they're, they're few and far in between. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're communicating via email, phone, um, instant messenger, Skype. Uh, we don't need your address. Also think about the fact if you're still printing off paper and, you know, killing trees that uh, if somebody misplaces your resume, now the world not only knows that you are a fantastic people person with a personality, <laughs> um, but you also, we'll talk about that in the future. Um, um, Side tangent pro tip, take <laughs> yeah. off people personal personality. Sidebar. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, leave your address off. A phone number and an email is, is really all that you're going to need on a resume at this point in time. Uh, unless they specifically ask for it in the application. Again, your True. phone address and the location of your um, bed is not necessary for your resume. I... I completely agree with that, and I don't think that anybody's really paying attention either. Uh, you know, like you don't want to give up that real estate. Not. Yeah, yeah, and I and I guarantee. So I'm I'm I in the traditional sense of the word, I am a recruiter. Um, I look at hundreds and hundreds of resumes. You know, on a I would say a week to monthly basis. Um, a 
my first conversation with somebody is not about where they live. I will give them a phone call to talk about the details of the position. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, we're in a we're in a day and age now where you know a lot of my leaders don't have time to meet in person, so we're setting up Skype. So um, your location doesn't not necessarily matter. I mean, now it's important to uh, make it clear as things get more serious um, whether you'll be needing assistance with relocation. Um, and we can talk about that again. Leave it off, save some space, or you can use that space to highlight, again, your people, person, personality that should not be on your resume. Um, <laughs> but uh, use that space for something else. Okay, great intel, great advice. Uh, where a pro tip is concerned for me, this is just a, this is a bit of a barb for me, but I'll just be brief with it so I don't sound totally embittered. But Here's something that I oddly get a lot. People will say to me, and and sometimes this is former students, they'll say, I'm asking you, Kendra, because I know you have a lot of connections. And I think that may be true. That that may not Mm -hmm. even be true. But what do you say, even to the closest of friends? So I'm asking you because I know you have a lot of money. Right. Like so connections are something that we build over time. It's kind of like a currency, kind of like a bank of wealth. And for someone to just be so overt about why they're using me, I Mm. think is I think that's pretty bold. Whereas I would much rather someone say to me, listen, I have tried my darndest. I have papered the whole zip code with my resume um do you know anyone who might work at such and such a place do you have it you know if they're really specific about the favor i'm much more willing because i see they've done the grunt work they've yeah they've they've used the shoe leather but to say to somebody i i'm i know you have a lot of connections just seems like so can i come over i know you have a lot of shoes in your closet like can i just you know go shopping (laughs) I mean, so you know what? You know what? I mean, that's a great pro tip, and I agree. Mm. You know, what's interesting is I, I I can see somebody using that method because they've, they've read too many books. Mm. You know, they've read too many books or too many uh, pep talks that say, just go go get it. You know, just cut to the chase and tell somebody why you're there, mm. which makes sense. But in a relational world, in a networking scenario, you know, people want to feel valued. And, you know, I know for myself... If someone approached me and said, hey, you have a good network, I want to tap into it. My first response is, great job with being uh, upfront about what you want, Mm. but I don't know you. Right. I don't, why would I add you to my network or why would I risk said network that you want access to when I don't know who you are? Um, And that's the thing, that's that's perfectly put, that risking of a network i mean that's something sacred you've built it over time based on trust and sincere earnest relationships yeah no and i think that's part of the backed up uh, toilets that we were talking about earlier where <laughs> you know everyone knows the networker who networks just for the sake of networking you know it's it, it, mm. the, the networking is a two-way street and i guys i need i think we're gonna need to have um, a, a cliche counter um, for for every um, every uh, podcast or every oh, that's uh, good. session that we do um, because uh, I, I find myself more and more using cliches in a way that makes me cringe. <laughs> so anyway, 
back to the drawing board. <laughs> See what I did. Anyway, uh, so like, you know, everyone knows a person who's only in it to get something out of somebody else. They're never giving back. And I think, um, brief brag moment, I think one of the reasons why I have such a strong network is I'm always looking for, you know, a win-win, but even a, not, not even a win-win, but at the very least a win for the person mm-hmm. I'm interacting with. This isn't, it doesn't have to be about me right now, mm. even though it might be a little bit selfish and I'm thinking into the future. My first interaction with somebody is, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I help you out? And it's, it's, it's allowed me to grow um, and, and have some really great contacts, including um, the person I'm sharing this um, pod time with. Um, and oh, so, yeah. Oh, are we I talking about great... moi? I, I was, I was. Much love. I was. So, so, you know, recently I had somebody reach out, they wanted my help. They asked me to look something over and it was not a small thing. And I think that in general, maybe the rule is don't presume people are in a position to help or have the time or that they don't charge um, for their oh, yeah, services. Ass- ass- assuming that it's uh, free. Exactly. Exactly. Whether that be the time or, you know, lending talent. I say that you should always err on the side of the Dutch. Uh, mm. Meaning, mm. at the very least, you are contributing 50% to the project. Um, and whether that be in the form of money mm-hmm. or the form of uh, time or research or uh, commitment, um, I, I I really agree with you in terms of the sentiment that I would I would much rather tell somebody, oh no, don't worry, you don't need to pay me anything, right? Than have to say, hey buddy, I'm busy. This is going to cost X Y Z. And it feels, I mean, from a, I mean, we're, I mean, all human beings are prideful. Yeah. So, I mean, it feels good for some to, to, to feel as if somebody values your time and your experience enough to pay you for your experience and, and time. Yeah. I, you know, absolutely agree. With, it, it's flattering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without dwelling on money, right? The idea is we don't want to dwell on this is a money grab situation, but if you are, asking somebody a favor um assume first that you need to do something to um earn or get or qualify for set so how did that turn out what did you end up doing um great great pleasure is mine to share that i set a boundary and i said that i'm i'm sorry i'm just not able to help you with that and then this person came back and said oh maybe i should (laughs) maybe i should ask about paying you and at that point, I had I was sort of feeling pretty secure in my decision not to partner with this person because I could tell that they were really at the beginning of their kind of inquiry into this endeavor. And yeah. I, I wasn't looking to coach someone from the very beginning. I was much more willing to come alongside somebody who already had um, done a lot of research and that's the kind of thing that really excites me. So it was uh, a good experience in that from the outset, I was already saying, probably not. This is probably not 
the kind of thing I can help you with, but I'd be happy to point you to so-and-so. Who- I don't know. Right. It just, I mean, for me, that's a little frustrating just hearing because, you know, a lot, you've put time, you've put effort, you've put work into getting to a place where someone can approach you and say, you have a lot of experience. with. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like, LeBron James has a lot of experience at the free throw line, but just because I know someone who knows someone who knows his, you know, dog walker doesn't mean that I am entitled to tap into that expertise pro bono, right? Yep. 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 I mean, kind of going back to, you know, my line of work and I've been approached before and we don't, we don't want this to come across as a venting session, but I've been approached by people who are, you know, early in their career, you know, who say, Ife, you have, you have jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a job. Right. Hire me. Right. Right. Now, yeah. now a less mature me um, would have responded in the past with a, hey, you know, send me your resume. Um, I'll take a look at it if I see something that fits you know, I'll reach back out to you. Uh, but what I realized was that I, in that situation, I enabled them to to slack. I enabled them to not put the work or time in to actually get a job. What does getting a job mean? I mean, I've heard, I've heard stories sure. of people who literally spend 25, 30 hours a week looking on job boards, filling out applications, writing cover letters, reaching out to uh, hiring managers, all to land an entry-level job, but they worked for it. Nowadays, I just tell people the same thing I tell people that cold call me that do not meet the minimum qualifications for a role. You know, at this time, it looks like we're going in a different direction, and it doesn't appear that you have the background that we need, but if you do and you'd like to uh, be considered, here's a link to apply. Sure, yeah. That's what I do. That's what I have to do now. And if people want to make it personal, then, you know, that's kind of on them. But you are just so much better off from the jump being really clear about what the chances are, what the process is. And in the long run, you're doing them a favor. You're telling them, you know what, just because a job exists and you have need of a job does not mean it's going to be a great match for anybody. Well, and so, you know, this is something I actually really want to hear from our list. Um, I mean, guys, campers, tell us what you think. Uh, if you, what, what, what are your thoughts about approaching someone about their expertise, about paying for advice or recommendations? Um, or maybe tell us a story that, you know, you've about a situation where you've had where you, you wish it would have gone a little bit different as it relates to getting some advice or during the job search. I think our email is hello at campcareer.com. Am I That's right? correct. The other option, Ife, I'm really pleased that we have for our campers is because we are on the Anchor app, you can find us at Camp Career, and you can even call in. You can even leave us a message, so that's pretty sweet. So if you're on the Anchor app, you can leave a voice, leave a voicemail, because everybody loves voicemail. (laughs) You know what? You know what? That everyone, I do actually enjoy voicemail. Good old Ramley voicemail. Right, right. Well, you know what? I've actually, um, my uh, my life partner recently complimented me about my ability to leave 
um, voice messages on the fly. I've gotten pretty, I've gotten pretty good with it without having, to, you know, it's hilarious. You know, when before, when you couldn't edit your voicemail, like whatever you sure, left, that was it. True. You know? Yes. <laughs> but, but now you can edit and you can put a little sound, you know, soundtrack before or intro music or whatever. The, I, we just got on a tangent about voice. Oh. But yes, if you have questions, call in to uh, Camp Career or, or shoot us an email, um, whichever way is easiest. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it on our next uh, next recording. But. Um, that's a really great, that's a really great, um, uh, I mean, pointer in terms of, you know, people really need to learn how to network. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to be a little bit more intentional about letting people know how, you know, they can be successful in the networking endeavors. Um, I can't tell you the number of high level positions that I've filled simply because someone knew someone and you know, felt comfortable putting their name in the hat. And now, you know, people are making, you know, good money and, and, and enjoying the work that they do. That's good. That's really encouraging. Uh, we are going to pivot to answering our very first letter from our very first <laughs> not yet listener. So um, hey, we've got one from Brandy in Chattanooga and Okay. She's got. Hi, Brandy. <laughs> I bet she's just a really cute little camper uh, out there with a great question. And Ife, this is a goodie. Filled simply because someone knew someone and, you know, felt comfortable putting their name in the hat. And now, you know, people are making, you know, good money and, and, and enjoying the work that they do. That's good. That's really encouraging. Uh, we are going to pivot to answering our very first letter from our very first <laughs> not yet listener so um hey we've got one from brandy in chattanooga and okay. she's got hi brandy <laughs> um i bet she's just a really cute little camper uh, out there with a great question and ife this is a goodie because I know that this is a perennial issue when job hunting. So the question is, when waiting to hear from the job you really want, but you have to make a decision on the job you have been offered, what do you do? And then she kind of punctuates the question with safety or dream. And I'm, I'm definitely going to volley this one to you, but... I want to say at first blush, this question is, it, it's, it's very resonant because I have definitely dealt with this, but I almost want to reframe it for Brandy that it's not just about safety and it's not just about dreams. Sometimes you can have both, but it's on how you communicate with the prospective employers, but I'm going to kick it to you. So I love, 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 love this question. Um, and I'll talk to people a little bit in the future about how my process as a, you know, talent advisor, talent acquisition partner. Mm -hmm. But um, my recommendation, uh, Brandy, is if, if you haven't heard back from your dream job, you've interviewed for a role or just a role, maybe it's not your dream role, but it's just a role that you want more than the other one that you've been offered. Mm -hmm. It does not hurt 
to send out a, a, a message or an email um, to either the recruiter or hiring leader, uh, I would say any time after five business days from the time that you enter. Mm, mm. Now, the five business day rule is not a rule because I just made it up in my head. Um, but what it does is the five business days, it allows for um, a few things to happen. One, there's probably other people interviewing for the role. Right. So you want to give, you really want to give uh, the hiring leader some breathing room to really digest um, all of the information that they're receiving mm -hmm. um, from, you know, from the candidate interviews and candidate profiles. The other thing is, if you're lucky enough to have very accessible talent advisor or recruiter, that individual should have already given you a timeline for feedback. So for example, if I have somebody who I'm reaching out or helping them get set up for an interview, I provide them with my preferred method of, of communication. I also give them a, a deadline to when they should expect to hear an update about the role. Okay. If you interview with me on a Sunday at 3 p.m., what I'll typically say is if you have not heard from me uh, via a phone call or an email by, let's just say, Monday, a week and a day after, um, by close of business, so I'll give a time, I'll say 4.30 Pacific Standard Time, mm -hmm. please feel free to send a smoke signal, <laughs> shoot me an email, give me a call, because... Again, for me, a good communicating recruiter yes. will have information within two to three business days after an interview tops. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and, and, and so I think, you know, one, it's, it is the responsibility for the recruiter or hiring leader to set the, um, the expectations for when they, the, the candidate should hear back. But not to forget the fact that you already have an offer on the table. This is, this is where it gets a little bit um treacherous that sounds so dark yeah no it, it does it get dicey because you are yeah. you are dealing with real lives and you're dealing yeah. with uh bridges that you might not necessarily want to burn uh because you just don't yeah. know what the future holds so yeah it's a really tenuous and and so this is this is not going to be advice that is welcomed by all talent advisors or recruiters or recruitment partners That's the cliche <laughs> Yeah, the story goes a bird in hand, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to finish it because I feel <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, if you have an offer and that means you've already gone through the entire interview process and they're making you a written offer, one, any written offer you should have at the very least 72 hours to business hours to consider. Now, I'm going to be very specific about business hours versus just hours or days. Business hours is Monday through Friday. So if you get an offer on a Friday and I say you have 72 business hours to consider, that means you should have the next three business days to consider that offer. So ideally, you would be given a response by the end of the day on the Wednesday, the next week. Right. If you're given an offer on a Monday, uh, business hours, depending on the time of the day that you're offered the job, you should be responding by Thursday of that week. Um, because let's be let's be very honest. If you flip a coin, when the coin is up in the air, you already know which side you want it to land. Yep. On. Yep. So if you receive an offer, chances are. When you hear the numbers, when you hear the benefits, when you hear all of the ad, you know ads to it, 
you already know whether you want that job or not. And it doesn't take more than 72 hours for you to check in with your life partner, the people that are responsible to you if you are a minor or any of those things that we tend to give as excuses for extending (laughs) time. 72 hours is more than enough time. Sure. But, yeah, but, but, so go ahead. I was just going to say that um, I think the analogy of the way the coin is going to flip. I think we do have that sense of, of where we want the chips to fall. I also think that um, showing your cards uh, to a certain extent is not always a bad thing because I know that Mm. um, when I was deciding to take a job that was going to move my family across the country, I was pretty forthcoming with the fact that, I needed some time to decide, but also my decision was going to affect a number of lives. So I, I might need up to say a week or two weeks. Um, And as long as you are forthcoming with that kind of information, I think that people are willing to be patient because they know that you are a thoughtful person and they know that um, you're not taking this lightly, but I, I think you just don't want to be, mealy mouthed you know you don't want to say like wow I'm really excited about this because excitement conveys you know a whole host of things but it does mm. and that's why funny that you said that. that's why you know in most organizations you've we've moved away from verbal acceptances because mm. you know someone on the phone might say this is the best thing for me and you know at least in the state of California an offer has to be extended uh, before background checks and the next steps can be started and an acceptance can be a verbal one. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody accepts verbally, but is not really feeling that role or feeling that position, there's a lot of things that start going, a lot of costs associated with um, pre-hire processes that start. And so, yeah, like you said, I mean, I've never heard the term mealy mouth before. I, I, know. <laughs> I, I think might need to dwell on that a little bit more. But, uh, it gives you a yeah, nice verbal it, picture, doesn't it? Just like Yeah, I know. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I think for, for this situation where, where Brandy, Camp, uh, Camper Brandy already has an offer on the table, um, I think it's a matter of one, I think the first step is making sure that she understands how much time she has to consider the offer. Sure. But then reaching out to her contact at the job that she's waiting for feedback on. Yeah. And to be very transparent as a recruiter. If somebody that I wanted to offer a job calls me and says that they have an offer on the table, but they really want to know the direction that we are going, that kicks my butt into gear <laughs> to get a uh, You know, I it's it's not a detractor for me. I don't, I don't, I don't see it as somebody who is trying to, you know, play two organizations off of each other. Uh, we'll talk about the offer process in the future about, you know, negotiating offers and all that kind of stuff. But from a simple getting the offer out and understanding where you stand, talk, you know, you, you need to reach out. I would say, you know, call the organization that you're waiting for the response for, whether it's the recruiter or the hiring leader and share and say, hey, really appreciate again the opportunity to interview. This is an opportunity that I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, reiterate the the reasons why you want to be a part of the organization. Oh, that's good. You know, and then share with them, hey, so just wanted to give you a heads up so that it's fully transparent. This is my prior my 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 um, uh, my primary target from a job um, from a job perspective, but I have received an official offer from a from another organization. 
do not share the other organization. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. The reality is they made a move on you. Um, yeah. And, that's it. and so that's it. it all hangs in the balance. So I think that's great advice for Camper Brandy. And uh, on your way as you leave camp, Brandy, we hope that uh, you find both dream. Uh, we hope you find both your dream career and a, a measure of security. And um, know that we are going to be here for you. So circle back around and let us know how it's going. Yeah. And if you want some um, offline advice or whatnot, you know, feel free to drop us an email and we'll see if we can't uh, get you some more information as you uh, uh, make some really serious decisions here. But, hey, I think we need to, to have a, a camp cheer for, for Camper Brandy on getting an offer. That's a big deal. What's 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 that was my excitement. You guys can ask questions, um, those sort of things. I mean, it's really exciting to hear from the listeners, uh, you know, about where they're, where you are in your career journey or life journey. Or, you know, like I said, we, we try to give advice, but usually we just talk about stuff and go on tangents. But, uh, <laughs> it's true, you know, you know, but we're here to cheer uh, for you. And boy, always. what we don't have in specifics, we really make up for in enthusiasm. As we close the mail call, which I understand is an official part of camp from my daughter who loves getting mail at camp, we are going to round out our very first camp career episode with a little campfire session where we're going to kind of lower the flag and circle everybody around the, the warm cockles of our career knowledge and wisdom. The Camper Brandy, in addition to asking an outstanding question, she also forwarded a little quote that I'd love to share with you, Counselor Ife. Um, okay. And it's by none other than Clive's Staples Lewis, the author of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and so many other things, like including the freaking dictionary. So C.S. Lewis wrote to his friend Mary about job hunting, of all things. And he said, job hunting, even in youth, is a heartbreaking affair. And to have to go back to it now, middle-aged, must be simply, well, I was going to say simply hell, but no one who is engaged in prayer and humility, as you are, can be there. So I'd better say purgatory. And I just thought that was hysterical because, you know what? You're, you're a man of faith, Ife. I... The awareness, the awareness is so awesome. <laughs> I know. Uh, plain language, uh, heightened awareness, all the good things are happening there. Um, heaven, hell, purgatory. We've got, you know, all the rings of, of Dante's Inferno going on. And our hope is obviously that nobody lands in job hunting hell or purgatory and that we can be a partner alongside you here. That's what we're here for. I, I, I think that's a really good way to kind of wrap things up. We are here to hopefully um, add a little bit of clarity, a little bit of humor, a little bit of insight into your journey, into the processes. And we look forward to uh, celebrating and cheering you on in your wins. That's right. Um, and, you know, being a listening ear and, and um, offering consolation in, in the challenging lower moments. So, I think, you know, everyone needs to use the latrine. They need to brush their teeth. 
They need to hit their bunk and lights out. So see you in the morning, guys. See ya. <laughs> Bye, Faye. Bye, campers. Ciao. Bella. <laughs>